It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. The rooster for your morning. All the news you need to know. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Valentine with your news, sports, business, traffic, and weather. And here's everything you need to know. The top five at five. President Biden and the Federal Reserve Chair meet over record high inflation under the Biden administration. Uvalde's police department and the independent school district police force is not cooperating with investigations into last week's massacre at Robb Elementary School. A threat on Russian state TV that Russia could take out the east and west coasts of the United States with Satan II missiles that travel 16,000 miles per hour. Under pressure, President Biden has reversed course and announced that the U.S. will send highly advanced missile systems to Ukraine. Former Clinton campaign manager Michael Sussman off the hook after being charged with lying to the FBI related to efforts to tie rival presidential candidate Donald Trump to Russia's Alpha Bank. With inflation at a 40-year high under President Joe Biden, the President Tuesday met with Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell. Biden wrote in a Wall Street Journal op-ed that the American Central Bank has a primary responsibility to control inflation, promising not to meddle. Biden reiterated his pledge on central bank independence to reporters. My plan is to address inflation. It starts with a simple proposition. Respect the Fed. Respect the Fed's independence, which I have done and will continue to do. Chris Lowe, chief economist at FHN Financial, said allowing the Fed to conduct independent monetary policy is not only good for the economy, it's good for the president politically. Economists have cautioned that every president, whether Democratic or Republican, lacks powerful tools for addressing high prices. Inflation soared 8.5% year over year in March, according to the U.S. Labor Department, a record. The Uvalde Police Department and the Uvalde Independent School District Police Forces no longer cooperating with investigations into last Tuesday's massacre at Robb Elementary School. The Texas Department of Public Safety and the state are reviewing the law enforcement response. Sources told ABC News the decision to stop cooperating occurred soon after the director of DPS, Colonel Stephen McCraw, held a news conference on Friday. He said the delayed police entry into the classroom was the wrong decision and contrary to protocol. We do know this, that he shot more than 100 rounds based on the audio evidence at that time, at least 100 rounds. Criticism of police response heightened Friday when McCraw told reporters that officers did not try to stop the shooter sooner because the district's chief of police wanted to wait for backup. A tactical unit made of U.S. Border Patrol agents breached the classroom and killed the gunman. More than an hour after the gunman, 18-year-old Salvador Ramos, entered the school. (laughs) 
sound there of a chilling moment on Russian state TV on Monday, which saw hosts warning Russian President Vladimir Putin could destroy the east and west coasts of the U.S. with Sarmat or Satan II missiles. A member of Russia's parliament, Alexei Zuverlev, was joined on the talk show by a fellow parliamentary member and Russian state mouthpiece, Yegevny Popov, the host of the show. The lawmakers claim that two of Russians Sarmat Satan two missiles could destroy the entirety of America's East Coast and that it would take just two missiles for the West Coast. Russia's 208-ton RS-28 Sarmat missiles, the Satan II, is capable of striking targets at 16,000 miles per hour. The missiles carry 15 warheads and have the potential to obliterate an area the size of the U.K. in a single blast. An about-face from President Biden. He announced in an op-ed on Tuesday that his administration will send advanced missile systems to Ukraine. That reverses course from a day earlier when Biden said the U.S. would not deliver the rockets to the war-torn country. We're not going to send to Ukraine rocket systems that can strike into Russia. Biden's change of heart came after several officials criticized the president's uh, refusal to send Ukraine missiles. Kiev continues to fight off Russia's brutal invasion that began on February 24th. Russia's military has made advances in recent days in the eastern Donbass region of Ukraine. A former U.S. ambassador under the Obama administration, Michael McFaul, called Biden's approach a losing strategy for not supplying Ukraine with multiple rocket systems. Not guilty to lying to the FBI. Former 2016 Clinton campaign lawyer Michael Sussman was acquitted on Tuesday on a charge of lying to the FBI involving his motives for bringing the Bureau research, allegedly linking Donald Trump to Russia. After deliberating for about six hours, jurors found Mr. Sussman not guilty on Tuesday. Here's Sussman following the jury verdict. I have a few thoughts to share now that the trial has ended. First, I told the truth to the FBI, and the jury clearly recognized that with their unanimous verdict today. I'm grateful to the members of the jury for their careful and thoughtful service. Despite being falsely accused, I'm relieved that justice ultimately prevailed in my case. The not guilty verdict is a rebuke to special counsel John Durham's three-year probe into how the U.S. government handled allegations of ties between the Trump campaign and Russia during the 2016 presidential election. Had Sussman been found guilty by the jury, he faced up to five years in prison if found guilty. Your forecasts from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center, much cooler. Today's high, 69, mostly cloudy skies. We have a 30% chance of showers late afternoon. Cloudy overnight, the low 62 with a 60% chance of a shower or a thunderstorm. Partly sunny skies tomorrow, the high 77 and a 20% chance of showers mid to late afternoon. Right now we've got 60 degrees. What a difference since yesterday. Mostly cloudy skies. Funeral services continuing in Uvalde, Texas, for victims of last Tuesday's massacre at the Robb Elementary School. Tributes Tuesday to a fourth grader who died while calling for help, while calling 911 during that massacre. Ten-year-old Mary Jo Garza's stepfather talked to CBS News last week. I just want to know 
what happened in her last moments. I want to know what what she was doing, what, why he did that to her. Why did she get shot? Like, I just want to know what she did. And Mary called 911 before being shot dead by alleged gunman Salvador Ramos. She had just turned 10 two weeks before her death. Meanwhile, Uvalde police did not know children were still alive inside the Texas elementary school during a shooting last week, last Tuesday. That's according to new footage. Video originally shared on Facebook Live shows the chaotic scene outside Robb Elementary School. Customs and Border Protection agents are heard speaking to an injured child during the massacre. We warn you, this sound may be disturbing. Are you injured? ABC News released footage Monday of a 911 call confirming officers knew children were alive after Salvador Ramos fired more than 100 shots into the classroom. The footage contradicts the local police chief's claims that police thought the scene was no longer active. The newly released video contradicts claims that Texas Department of Public Safety spokesman Colonel Steve McCraw made during a news conference Friday. He repeatedly alleged police waited to enter the building because the incident commander had considered Ramos a barricaded suspect and that there were no more children at risk. Sources have told CNN U.S. Supreme Court officials are escalating their search now for the source of the leaked draft opinion that would overturn Roe v. Wade. Law clerks are being required to provide cell phone records and sign affidavits. The court's moves are unprecedented and the most striking development to date in this investigation. I think it's somebody on the inside who had lawful access to this. Now, whoever it was... If a lawyer will surely be disbarred, if a um, uh, federal employee will surely uh, be fired, might be a hero to his or her side of this, the pro-abortion or the pro-life side. And that's Judge Napolitano talking to the 77 WABC Early News about who the suspected leaker may be. Meanwhile, U.S. Supreme Court Justice John Roberts met with law clerks as a group after the breach, Roberts directing the court's marshal to investigate the leak. Some clerks are considering hiring outside counsel over private cell phone data requests during this investigation. At least 21 black staffers have left the White House since late last year or are planning to leave. Those exiting describe a work environment with little support from superiors and little chance for promotion. Some black aides have adopted an exiting term, Blacksit. The first big exit came back in December when Vice President Kamala Harris's senior advisor and chief spokesperson, Simone Sanders, announced she was leaving. However, Harris insisted there was no bad blood. I love Simone. I love Simone. And, I'm, and I can't wait to see what she will do next. And I know that it's been a, you know, it's been three years of a lot of jumping on and off planes and going around the country. And she works very hard, and I can't wait to see what she'll do next. At least a dozen staffers have departed Harris's office describing what they say is a toxic work environment. The exodus has raised concerns among outside observers who push for the diversification of government ranks. 
House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's husband, Paul, arrested days ago for DUI, was behind the wheel in a 1957 car crash, which killed his 19-year-old brother, David, out in California. That according to a newspaper clipping published by the U.K.'s Daily Mail. The article states that David Pelosi likely died due to strangulation caused by a neck brace that he was wearing due to a previous neck fracture, according to this article that was published in the San Francisco Examiner. Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi was not with her husband at the time of his arrest late Saturday. She gave the commencement speech at Brown University on Sunday. Now we're classmates, right? That means you have a classmate in the Capitol. (laughs) According to this article, the brothers had been out on a joyride after Paul had picked up David from a girlfriend's house, according to the 1957 article. A patrolman in this article said he had planned to cite Paul Pelosi for misdemeanor manslaughter at the time. However, the case never made it to court, and the then-teenage Paul Pelosi was exonerated by a coroner's jury in connection with his brother's death. Oil prices climbed Tuesday after the European Union moved to cut off 90 percent of Russian crude in response to Russia's war on Ukraine. High crude, of course, translates into even higher Prices at the pumps. Brent crude, the global benchmark, swelled above $120 a barrel before pulling back yesterday. Consumers in the U.S. blame President Biden for these record high gas prices. President Biden, he's the, he's the, he's the cause of this. Um, if he would have opened up the, the, the pipeline and, and not didn't bow down to the hyper-climate uh, control activists, we wouldn't be in the position that we're in today. The U.S. average for a gallon of gas hit a record $4.62 Tuesday, according to AAA, the highest cost out in California, where Californians are shelling out more than 6 bucks a gallon. 77 WABC Time Check, 515. Justin Ellis here with sports. Hey, Justin. Hi, Deb. I am Justin Ellis here with your early news sports update. A couple more wins last night in the way of our two stellar Major League Baseball teams. Let's start with the Yanks, who welcomed in the Angels from Los Angeles and kicked off the three-game set with a rather convincing 9-1 victory. The game turned right into New York's favor in the top of the first inning when two-way phenomenon Shohei Otani sent a deep fly ball to center field. Much to Otani's chagrin, six foot seven Aaron Judge was out on patrol, denying Otani to hold things scoreless from the jump. High fly ball, deep center. Judge back, still back on the track. He leaps and he makes the play. Two outstanding defensive plays for the first two outs. That call courtesy of Michael K. and the Yes Network. After going up a quick two runs in the bottom half of the first on doubles from Rizzo and Torres, newly acquired vet Matt Carpenter made friends with the short porch and right to put the route in full swing. Swung on, drilled to right, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Carpenter nailed it. A two-run blast, and the Yankees now take a 4 nothing lead. Oh, a little Johnny Sterling, WFAN. The Bombers would, uh, wouldn't look back from there, getting behind another strong outing from Jordan Montgomery en route to the win. The middle game of their three-game set with L.A. is set for tonight at 7.05. That'll be Nestor Cortez up against Reed Detmers. As for the Mets, they indulge in a route of their own, claiming their latest victim in the Washington Nationals by a score of 10 to nothing. Trevor Williams was lights out for the orange and blue on the bump, going for five shutout innings to grab his first win of the season. Mark Canna led off the ball game with the first of his four hits on the evening, and Starling Marte followed with his red-hot bat, sending this dinger into the seats off left-hander Patrick Corbin to start the merry-go-round. 
And he smacks one to center field. Back goes Robles, going back, looking up, and it's out of here! Into the black! Starling Marte launches a two-run homer. And here the Mets go again. That call courtesy of Gary Cohn and SNY. The finale of the Mets set with the Nats is set for this afternoon at 1.10 p.m. Eastern. Carlos Carrasco going up against Washington's Evan Lee. And tonight, game one of the Eastern Conference Finals, lightning at Rangers. Puck drop set for 8 p.m. Get your popcorn ready. For more sports content, follow 77 WABC Sports on Instagram and Twitter. And here with the early news sports update. I'm Justin Ellick on 77 WABC. All right, thanks, Justin. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Mostly cloudy skies today are high 69, 30% chance of showers after 5 this afternoon. Cloudy tonight, the low 62 with a 60% chance of a shower or thunderstorm. Partly sunny day tomorrow, the high up to 77, 20% chance of showers mid to late afternoon. Right now, 60 degrees, mostly cloudy skies here in the Big Apple. Frank Morano standing by with your business report. I'm Frank Morano with your business report. The opening bell rings this morning as Wall Street welcomes a fresh trading month after closing out a roller coaster month in the red. Stocks fell in choppy trading yesterday as inflation fears weighed on markets. Healthcare and industrial shares were among the worst performers, with Honeywell, Boeing, and Johnson and Johnson all down about one percent. At the closing bell, the Dow lost 222 points. The S&P 500 fell 26 points. The Nasdaq lost 49 points. President Biden has warned Americans that the rapid pace of job creation likely will not continue, but insisted that there was no need to panic over the looming economic storm. The latest data shows that the consumer price index has increased 8.3 percent from a year ago. The figures from April represent a slight ease from March's peak, but we're still close to the highest level since the summer of 1982. Voters in swing House districts are fixated on rising inflation and rising gas prices, according to fresh Republican polling, highlighting the difficult political challenges confronting Democrats ahead of midterm elections. In polling commissioned for former Vice President Mike Pence's political nonprofit group, 25% of registered voters in four battleground House districts cited inflation and rising gas prices as the issues they're most concerned about. Another 12% said their top priority was the economy and jobs. Roughly 100 Sears hometown locations are permanently closing in the coming weeks, representing roughly half of its remaining retail footprint. The closures were announced on each individual store's Facebook page rather than a single press release. According to multiple reports, the locations are spread over about 30 U.S. states. Sears hometown and outlet stores were spun off by Sears Holdings in 2012 after the company filed for bankruptcy in 2018. I'm Frank Morano with your business report. I'll be back at 1 a.m. on the other side of midnight. Thanks, Frank. Uh, futures this morning, uh, the Dow up 120. Four points right now at 33,096. S&P 500 up five and a half. The Nasdaq in the red, though, down 13 and a half. Gold down $16.60 an ounce at $1,831.80. Crude oil up $1.72 a barrel at $116.42. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer.
Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. New York City schools will remain under the control of New York City Mayor Eric Adams. That's under a deal struck by New York State lawmakers on Monday. The deal gives Adams a two-year extension of mayoral control of city schools. That's half the four years the mayor and Governor Kathy Hochul had sought by the Democratic majority. New York City Schools Chancellor David Banks warned in May if school control was not extended to the city, they would slide back to the bad old days. And I remember the system the way it was. And it was a, a system that was wrought with political corruption. It is the reason why we went to mayoral accountability. The deal includes several changes to the city panel that votes on educational policy, also urges a reduction in class size, capping classes between 20 and 25 students over the next five years. And the Adams administration says it's reviewing all these proposals under this deal. The deal expected to go before the state legislature for a vote this week and then over to Hochul for her signature. That is the sound of April's mass shooting in the New York City subway system back on April 12th in Sunset Park, Brooklyn. And a Brooklyn woman now who was shot and severely wounded in that attack, that mass shooting aboard a Brooklyn train, Tuesday sued gun manufacturer Glock. Glock manufactured the 9mm gun used in that attack. 49-year-old Eileen Sturr is this woman's name. She suffered life-changing injuries during the rampage at the 36th Street Station in Sunset Park. Her lawsuit was filed in Brooklyn Federal Court. It alleges Glock, one of the world's largest gun makers, markets its weapons and distributes them in a way that is a public nuisance under state law and also endangers public safety. The 62-year-old alleged gunman, meanwhile, Frank R. James, has been indicted by a federal grand jury. He's charged with one count of committing a terrorist attack against a mass transportation system and one count of discharging a firearm during a violent crime. James faces a maximum life sentence if convicted. He's being held without bail. Two deep-pocketed donors who spent a combined $1 million to support New York City Mayor Eric Adams' mayoral run work at companies that hold sizable investments in Evolve Technologies. Evolve is a manufacturer of a gun detection system that Adams began touting earlier this year. Records show that both firms hold sizable investments in Evolve technologies. Evolve also launched a pilot program in February at Jacoby Medical Center in the Bronx. It's also a company that the Adams administration tapped to temporarily supply a gun detection system at City Hall. Here's the mayor back in March. We're going to become the center of life science, the center of cybersecurity, the center of self-driving cars, drones, the center of bitcoins. We're going to be the center of all the technology. It does not appear any disclosure requirements have been violated, though. Kenneth Griffin, CEO of the Citadel Investment Firm, gave $750,000 to the pro-Adams Strong Leadership New York City Political Action Committee during Adams' mayoral run last year. Robert Guarneri, the founder of Jane Street Financial Services, contributed $250,000 to the same pack. New York City's population plummeted, as we know, during COVID, although it does continue to shrink, although there have been a few increases. 
While the rate of people moving out of New York City during COVID is slowing, information being tracked by the U.S. Census Bureau finds that more people are continuing to leave or pass away versus people who are being born or moving in. The Census Bureau finds New York City's population dipped by 300,000 from April of 2020 during the height of COVID to June of 2021. Crime tops the list of reasons why people are moving out of New York City. Manhattan leads the five boroughs in population declines at 6.6%. Catherine Wild is CEO of the Partnership for New York City. She spoke to Fox 5 back in March. Is the city going to be safe? Or are we going to drift back into conditions where we just can't be in the streets and the subway? Also contributing to this population decline, people moving to other states for jobs, COVID deaths, and a decline in international migration. The Census Bureau said that New York City's population was 8.5 million. That was as of July 1st, 2021. Violent Memorial Day weekend in the U.S. and in New York City. The NYPD says three people were shot. A man was attacked with a wrench on the subway. Over the holiday weekend, more than 30 people were killed by guns, including 13 in Philadelphia, 6 in Chicago. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Mostly cloudy skies today, much cooler. The high is 69, 30% chance of showers after 5 p.m. Cloudy tonight, the low 62 with a 60 uh, chance of a shower or a thunderstorm tomorrow partly sunny skies the high is 77 a 20 percent chance of showers mid to late afternoon right now 60 degrees mostly cloudy skies chances are you think that i'm in love with you fall in love with a mexican pizza all over again now just 99 cents when you buy a large drink that's over a buck off well, Taco Bell's beloved Mexican pizza has returned to the chain's menu less than two weeks ago is when that happened. And it is in such demand, it's becoming harder and harder to find. So demand for this beloved item now seven times higher than when it last appeared on menus. That was two years ago. Some locations have even sold out. The company said one customer actually bought 180 Mexican pizzas in one single order. And Taco Bell said it's working to diligently get uh, supplies in and get more ingredients with plans to permanently have the Mexican pizza on menus by this fall. The pizza was eliminated in November 2020, a part of a broader slim down of Taco Bell's menu during the height of the pandemic. And that helped Taco Bell shed complexities and costs. If you missed the top five at five and other news, be sure to check it out on our website at WABCradio.com. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC.